1: as we keep rolling with all of the information, not just in the footprint of what's happening in Detroit. Detroit also has two cities inside of it. One is definitely near and dear to the hearts of everyone. And that's Highland Park. When we think Highland Park, I got a Highland Park in full effect. Definitely from the activism, from the engagement, also from farming and so much more. Angela Lugo, Thomas, how are you today?
0: I'm doing pretty good. How about you?
1: Everything's cool. Everything's cool. So with that being said, um, Detroit stories is how we start this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Get in here. How did how did you and your people make their way to Detroit side?
0: Well, that's that's a little bit of an interesting story. So I'll start with how I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was um, born in Bayamón, Puerto Rico. So mm-hmm. I'm Puerto Rican um, when I was about almost seven years old. My mother at the time said we were going to visit my grandmother in Detroit. And she had moved to my grandmother had moved here from New York in sixty nine. And so we had visited Detroit, you know, a few years prior for our first time, first time I was on the plane. And so our trip here when we visited her was exciting. You know, she was working for the city, so we got to do all the good stuff and, you know, got to see things that probably most Detroiters don't get to experience. So we remember it, you know, as little kids, as The best time ever. So when she told us that we were going to visit my grandmother in Detroit, Uh. we didn't question it. We were like, yeah, you know, we get on the airplane. We're going to visit um, Abuela. Mm -hmm. Well, what we didn't know at the time was that um, we weren't just coming to visit. We were coming to move here. So in 1979, we, um, we got on the plane thinking we were coming to visit my grandmother and ended up staying here and living here. Hmm. So that's how I ended up in Detroit. Uh, people always ask me, you know, because most Puerto Ricans don't typically come to Detroit to, <laughs> to move to. So they always ask, well, how did you end up in Detroit? Well, that's how we ended up. My grandmother just happened to live here.
1: Okay. Boricua culture. And, See? Uh, definitely uh, that is not strong here in this footprint. I would say uh, Chicano uh, and... And then on the west side of the state, a lot of Dominicanos, Mm -hmm. but like as far as Puerto Ricans, Cubans, that feel and flair is more like you'd expect like New York, Boston, uh, Philadelphia, Um, the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, Chicago, Chicago Chicago has a very strong Puerto
0: Rican community. Um, So, yeah, so and then we moved to the northwest side of Detroit. Mm -hmm. So we grew up at Sorrento and Six Miles. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can best believe there weren't many Puerto Ricans or Spanish speakers over there. So when we Mm. moved here, we didn't, I didn't speak any English. So Mm. I had to learn how to speak English. And that was a difficult journey in itself. Um, But, you know, it it takes time. And, you know, I still said many things wrong, even after, you know, was learning English for a couple of years. But we lived in a community that, you know, we didn't really, you know, mesh Mm. with. We didn't really, like, connect with. And it wasn't until really the mid-90s that I even learned that there were actually Puerto Ricans in Southwest
1: Detroit. But mm-hmm. they blended in with everybody else. Yeah, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's some. Mm-hmm. But it's not a lot because, you know, when we think of Southwest Detroit, we think of Mexican That's culture uh, yep. and, and that strong connection of, you know, as, as in Detroit, is different interviews. It's not just Mexican culture. Exactly. It's particular parts of Mexico mm-hmm. because even... Mexican culture is fragmented differently. Like, here's the classic one, like when people say like, oh, the Detroit Mexican food is a Mexican food. It is, it is but different. it's from a specific region right. where a lot of the Detroiters are based from.
0: Ah, I see. Okay, so, so it's, it's like, not, uh, yeah, it's yes. not like what you... Like, In LA, because
1: you, yeah. you go to LA and then it's people are like, different. a taco is a taco, is is <laughs> different, but it's like, no, it's still... Yeah.
0: We have it's still, flavor.
1: it's its own mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's similar To like Italy, you know, when they say like Red sauce or white sauce, like mm-hmm. what what part of Italy Are you from, like, mm-hmm. you know um, Mexico is very similar, like it, It's a uh, You learn more about the culture as you meet More Chicanos You know what I'm saying yeah. and, and and Puerto Rico, very similar Though it's a different story yeah. In its relationship with America very true. Uh, With that, do you remember Puerto Rico as a child?
0: Well, so then another interesting phase. So I move here in 79 mm-hmm. and 10 years goes by before I go home. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine I leave there as a six year old, come back 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have a connection with my family. And as suddenly as we left Puerto Rico, we were set back. So my brother and I i have an older brother. I have several brothers now, but my older brother at the time, we were like two peas in a pod. So we did everything together, including getting in trouble. So so my mother had it up, you know. She was like, I'm done with Mm. y'all. Y'all have to go back to your father. Mm. And... We were on the plane when she called and said, um, your children will be at the airport at whatever time it was. So we really had like they didn't know we were coming and We didn't know we, we were being sent back to stay with him as well. So it was weird. I blindsided twice.
1: <laughs> I'm,
0: like, I'm like, my mom and my grandmother really did it to us twice. But, mm-hmm. you know, we went back. Um, it was difficult because I had lost my of, language. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. now
1: you have to learn Spanish. Again. It was
0: crazy. So I could understand it but mm-hmm. I couldn't speak it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really hurt me the most was when I saw my abuela, my grandmother, and I couldn't talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I was so hurt. So I had to have somebody translate and that just mm-hmm. bothered me really, really badly. And this you know,
1: is before like Google Translate. It, it wasn't and, none of that. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't uh, Duolingo. None of that. You had to learn go on to the class. fly, and even like yes. English as a second Look, language had, was not. I had one. Of
0: those you had
1: Spanish <laughs> as a second language. You you had to go through English as a second language, mm-hmm. and as soon as you learn English, yep. now you go back to Spanish as a second yeah, language.
0: Yeah, so I, I had a little dictionary, and so mm-hmm. I, I just started to just like really i did it on my own but then mm-hmm. i also i was i, I went to cast so i started taking spanish classes in high school mm-hmm. and people you know kind of was like that's weird because you know you're puerto rican but i'm like sometimes that's what you have to do you know if you lose something or maybe you came here and your parents you know there are a lot of families that were like don't speak the language don't you know don't celebrate the culture they wanted to assimilate and so a lot of people even my age or younger they never even knew Spanish. Mm. So I felt like it was important for me to communicate with my family and be able to be comfortable when I go to Puerto Rico. So I took it upon myself to to take those classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then also just even in the art, too. Uh, Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. So that's a different, mm-hmm. you know, because the black experience in, you know, uh, the Caribbean, yes. Spanish, and Southern America is like a, is very prevalent. Yeah, it but, is in American media mm-hmm. and even with what we see from like um from um man I can't believe that I'm forgetting the name of that T V station. Univision. Um, yes. Yes. You're never gonna see yeah. what you see when you Puerto actually you go, go to, to Puerto Rico, Absolutely. Colombia, Panama, uh Mexico. Yes. Like It's a lot of black people. I
0: know. And you know, it's so funny that you say that because moving here to Detroit as a young kid, well, when I came to visit, let me go back. When I came to visit Detroit, Mm. My mom would tell me later, years later, that I was just going up to people and talking to them in Spanish, not mm-hmm. knowing, you know, the difference and stuff. And they would be looking yeah. at me like, Who is what this are you little? talking about? Well, they yeah. would look at me like, who's this little black girl talking Spanish? Right. So when we finally moved here and mm-hmm. you know, I was in school and all that, that was probably one of the things that bothered me the most, because being here in Detroit, it was like, you know, I'm, I mean, you can't deny I'm I'm black, you know what I'm saying? But people would be like, oh, you're not black, you know, because mm-hmm. you're Puerto Rican and you speak Spanish. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'm black. I know I'm black. Like, I'm like, I don't know where else I, this color and this these features come from. But mm-hmm. they would say that and I would get like, dang, I'm not black enough. And then now, of course, I go back to PR and guess what? I'm not Puerto Rican enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this, this battle within me, this internal conflict. I'm like, I mean, like I got it one foot here and one foot there. Mm-hmm. But I always, like, in my heart, I always knew who I was. So it never really, like, got to me to the point where, like, some people had issues with, you know, identification and all that. I never did that. Like, I call myself Detroit Boricua to this day because that's mm-hmm. who I feel I am. I am Puerto Rican born, but I I was raised in Detroit. So and I live in Holland Park now. So that's a whole nother. Yeah, it's oh,
1: layers. <laughs> so with it, you you move back to Puerto Rico. How long do you stay in Puerto Rico?
0: Only the summer now. Oh, okay.
1: So you just begged, you begged and begged and begged and begged and begged and was like, please, or was that like My
0: friends still crack up to this day because uh I was sent there to stay. My mother and my Mm -hmm. grandmother, they were done with us. Y'all was tripping. Yeah, we was tripping. So they were like, You think you
1: grown? You're going to live a grown life. Yes.
0: So (laughs) that whole summer, now, mind you, in my mind, I was only going for the summer. I already knew. I was like, "Mm, I'm just going for the summer. But they were like, oh, no, you're staying. So I was like, okay. So that whole summer, my grandmother would call me, and she would be like, oh, what high school are you going to? And I would be Cast Tech. And she was like, Did they have a Cast Tech in Puerto Rico? And I was like, no, I'm going to Cast Tech in Detroit. Mm. And she was like, "How how are you going to do that? Well, I snuck back. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm always one that I don't give up easily. So they, they didn't know, but I got my grandfather who lived in New York to buy me a ticket from Puerto Rico to New York. They didn't know that I even did that. So I stayed with him for like two or three weeks in New York, and then mm-hmm. I got that my boyfriend at the time bought me a ticket from New York to Detroit.
1: Good and old boyfriend. Boyfriend. He, he picked
0: a, me up from the airport.
1: That's a. And this is like a teenage. This, this is, is as, in the eighties. Slick, as Slick Rick was "Teenage 19, love." Yes, it was nineteen
0: eighty-eight.
1: What was it? Did he hound you in, or did he uh, fly you in? Did you get flued no, out? Of it? I mean, I, I
0: took. I had to take a plane. Yeah. Oh wow! What, yes. what, what
1: was a what was a boyfriend doing back then? To, uh, plane tickets. You
0: know what. I mean, I could say that he came from a really good family, and he was a, a musician, so maybe that's okay. how he got his okay, so, finances. so he
1: basically saved up a couple of tuition, I mean, I mean, a couple of allowances, yeah. and
0: he came whatever. from a pretty well-known family in Detroit, so okay. I would say that that's probably how he got in. And I'm sure mm-hmm. he, I think he was working at the time, because, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of us in high school, we worked.
1: <laughs> this mm-hmm.
0: newfangled generation that don't really get a job until they're like... 20-something. Yeah, but they're not not
1: flying their girlfriends (laughs) in.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, you know, I was determined. I was like, I got to get back home. So I figured out a way. And so literally, he picked me up from the airport. We're driving in. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? I call. No, I get out and I'm calling and I'm like, I'm here. So this whole
1: time, your brother doesn't...
0: Nobody tells. (laughs) Nobody tells. Nobody
1: in Puerto Rico (laughs) shares this information (laughs) with your mom or your grandma. (laughs) Why not? <laughs> I'm wondering, like, what did you... Because
0: they, fig- they figured I'm there to stay, they, what they need to check up on me, think about it. So, okay. I mean, you know, it's a different time. Okay. Nowadays, you would see something on, on, you know, social media or something. Mm-hmm. But at that time, no, no one knew that I was coming back. And so I called and I'm like, I'm here. And my grandmother says, here, where? And I said, here in Detroit. And she was like, oh, I said, can I come to the house? Oh, it was a long pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was, I got there. I got my bag. She opened the door and she led me back to the back porch until my mother got off work. She didn't mm-hmm. even want to talk to me. Hmm. That, she was pissed. She was mm-hmm. pissed. My mother was not as angry. She was surprised, but she wasn't as angry about me coming back. My grandmother was probably angry because she figured like, how did you do this? How, how did you figure out how to come back? Mm-hmm. But I did because I wanted I wanted to graduate from Cast Tech.
1: That was my okay. goal. I know that's a if it ever was a Cast Tech story, <laughs> that's a Cast Tech story for you. Yeah. Right. God damn, you! You earned your stripes I as a did. technician.
0: I was like, I'm, I'm going to be a <laughs> Cast Tech graduate, and I was right. determined. But yeah, so so yeah, that's how I ended up back back here.
1: Okay, so I'm guessing at that point your mom's just like, all right, you here, forget it.
0: Pretty much, she came home. She was happy. She you know got me and um. And you know we we've had our you know we had our battles. I mean, I would assume so. Yeah, between her and my grandmother, yeah, we had a, a rough time. You know, but it, you know, once I became an adult, it kind of like fizzled out. Okay. But um. But yeah. Looking it, it, back
1: at that, did you give them some headaches? Did you, oh, do you look I back know at I your, oh, your time I'm sure as a kid? I did. Look. You was a headache giver. Sto- Look, I can tell the story <laughs>
0: now. Because I don't even think I ever told my grandmother. I can tell the story now. But my grandmother worked for the city for 20 years. So her mayor um, Mary Young were very good friends. And I, as a unlicensed driver, took her city car down mm. six mile with my friend in it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I might have been 13 or 14. <laughs> so yeah, that was, the, that was like a little kids taste. Yeah, so okay. we did that. We did that. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And did your brother end up coming back?
0: Eventually. He came back later, but yeah, he came back about maybe a year later. I think he stayed. He stayed not necessarily in Puerto Rico, but he stayed with my grandfather in New York.
1: Okay. Did you have dual citizenship?
0: No. So that's another thing that a lot Mm -hmm. of people get. Kind of mixed up, you know, Puerto Rico because call, I know it's technically it, a part, yes, colony of the United yes. States, but it is we are U.S. citizens, so we mm-hmm. don't have to have
1: you don't need yeah. the the yeah. okay, so technically the travel and everything, yeah, it's just like
0: going to another state, okay, but we're not a state,
1: yeah, <coughs> it's a <laughs> province that and
0: <laughs> it's then it's a territory, but we call it a colony,
1: okay, and then I, I've heard different people saying like maybe. Possible statehood, possible independence. It all yeah. just depends on, yeah. like, di- yeah. I've, I've seen different arguments. Yeah. Uh, Raul speaks to it yeah. a lot. And yeah. i I've read other things. Yeah, you know?
0: it's, it's, it really does depend on who, how you grew up and mm-hmm. what kind of, like, you align with. Because my family has been on both sides. I mean, to this day, there's still people on both sides. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it will be interesting to see how this plays out because we always feel like, Everywhere else that the United States takes over, it totally messes up that place. You know, when we think about Hawaii, you know, and and we feel like it's already happening. I don't know if you pay attention to what's happening in Puerto Rico, but with all the the laws that they're changing, there are people from outside of Puerto Rico moving there and displacing native Puerto Ricans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's happening already, even before we are an official state.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, Hawaii would be definitely one of the places Mm -hmm. that, you know, as everybody's saying, it's like $12 eggs there, but everything in Hawaii costs so much more because you have to ship so much in, quote unquote, and then it goes through the American, uh, what is it? What am I talking about? My mind just went It goes through the American process of how shipping and and importing and exporting happens. So American importing and exporting, obviously, Deals with other tariffs, taxes, um, you know, less in trade allowances. Mm-hmm. It's not like you. It's not the. Um, it's not like the freedom of other Caribbean True. islands and spaces and places of the same size. Mm-hmm. You still mm-hmm. have the the strenuous like you know, Hawaii's doing everything that Detroit's doing with this mm-hmm. international border for mm-hmm. for things coming in and mm-hmm. out, and that just you know it it makes. It makes it more difficult yeah. um, for different goods yeah. that are not grown native to the land and to get there. And exactly. Puerto Rico. It's in the same boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We pretty much, I mean, it's it was shocking for me. When I went back in 88, I was actually shocked to see the first McDonald's. Like, I was like... What is this? Like, you know, because that's not what how we grew up there at all. Now it's like a McDonald's on every corner. Yeah. Like it's just it, it goes like it just has a little taste and then it explodes to the point where now it's difficult to find like Puerto Rican, food. <laughs> Puerto Rican food. And I'm like, what It's like it's a KFC here? at yes, every corner. It's crazy. And Puerto Ricans have also, again, it's that, it's that mind change. We've adapt we, we want to be American, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying we want to. so we stem we' were like, oh, we're closer to America by you know embracing those values, those those things that we do here, but it's actually causing a problem on the island because people are losing the culture of being Puerto Rican, yeah, and that's the part that hurts my my soul when I go back and I see that this is not how. We should be here on the island.
1: Which which opens up other discussion points, just on like uh, the caste system and the class system and colorism. Like a lot of these questions, when we think of the Caribbean and in South America, they're very prevalent. Like so, we look at a place like Haiti. Yeah. um, Yeah. And the the, yeah yeah, the Mm -hmm. the Dominican Mm -hmm. definitely. But like I was gonna say just. With, even within Haiti when you look at the leadership mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of the leadership will usually be uh light skin yeah
0: light skin side, yeah right.
1: like w- what would be and and that's kind of throughout yeah. definitely in the Dominican when we look at Mexico yeah. when we look at Colombia when we look at Panama when we look at um Venezuela, that's even, so
0: uh, so Peru,
1: yep. you know, Brazil is, I don't know if most people know this, but outside of Africa, it's more, mm-hmm. that's the heart of yes. where black people are. <laughs> yes. But when you think Brazilian, you're thinking more Giselle, yes. Tom Brady's ex-wife, yes. than yes. you're thinking, yes. you know, somebody that looks yes. like, you know, Nina Simone, yes. you know what I'm saying? And where that's it's way, way more Nina Simone. If you think about it, mm-hmm.
0: most people, they, they, they visualize Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez, Lopez yes. you know, And, and look, I'm not saying that that's not the case, but Mm. the problem is, is that there's all colors there. Mm. There's all, like, there's, I mean, I remember when the Michigan State basketball team played there and I went there, you know, because they Mm. were going, so. And they were shocked because they were like, we had never seen, you know, we never knew that they were dark-skinned.
1: Afro-Latino.
0: Yeah, Puerto Ricans. And Mm. they were, of course, they were loving, Mm. loving it because, you know, they, would have the, you know, wavy mm-hmm. hair sometimes. They would have the nice little shapes. And they were like, oh, well, we like it here. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. know, they were enjoying it. But a lot of times it's not until, like you said, you visit these places that you realize there's people of color everywhere.
1: Yeah. We're everywhere. It, it, but the the it deals with, like, in that leadership and even some of the, like, mm-hmm. New York is a place where it, it's you know, yes. even, you know, New York definitely will challenge your whole concept of what you think blackness is, Absolutely. because even, you know what I'm saying? It, it'll be like, okay, where are you from? It's like, I'm from Jamaica. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm Ghanaian, you know what yeah. I Even like Nigerian, it's like, I'm Ebo. you know what I'm saying? Like, very specific, yeah. very, um, very much uh, that the it's not This Midwestern Detroit, black, white, that's where lines are drawn. But it also feeds into like, as we say, like some of that leadership in the understanding because it is like beliefs of like, okay, you know, Dominicans Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. ways about Puerto Ricans. Mm -hmm. Puerto Ricans Mm -hmm. feel this way about Cubans. and and Like all of this. um, It makes no sense. It like really, internal like, yes
0: it's a conflict within yes we, and we and i always say we're the same people it mm-hmm. really just depended on where your people got let off on the boat i mean like mm-hmm. that's what it came down to and i remember a long time ago i was um picking up you know back in the day we used to have to pick up photos and you know go through the little thing and look for your mm-hmm. name and get the little and one time this guy called me out the blue and I was like, this is weird. But he called me because he saw my last name, mm-hmm. Lugo. And he was like, you have to be family. Like, that's what he said to me. And then he apparently, he was from Cuba. So I was like, well, I'm from Puerto Rico. But he was like he was like, you have to be family because mm-hmm. you're Lugo. There aren't that many Lugos, like, at mm-hmm. that time, it was early 90s. And there wasn't that many Lugos, especially not here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you have to be family. But I was like, well, we're in two different islands, but I would bet that we might come from the same, mm-hmm. there's a Lugo, Spain. So my mm-hmm. great-grandfather's last name is Lugo, and, and it's possible that he came from the province called Lugo in Spain. Yeah. So, you know, we could be related.
1: Very, very much so. Like, even... You know, so this is like getting into I know a lot of times black people is like, I don't like hearing about slavery. But this is this is history and slavery, how it connects. So, yes, different. Okay, so the 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 huge difference between a lot of some of the slave trading that took place in the Caribbean and Mm -hmm. some of South America, what made it so different than here in America was the conditions and the crops they were growing, especially like when it came to sugars. Uh, And then also the way the Spaniards, I mean, the Spaniards had a tradition of usually working a lot of the people enslaved to death. Absolutely. So it was not as intergenerational Mm -hmm. in, in turning the actual trade into a commodity and a business mm. itself was more of something of of the design of the United States, what would True. become the United States of America. True. And also, like when we get into like Brazil and the Portuguese, because the mm. Portuguese were heavy involved in this trade, too. Yes. The Portuguese would enact things differently, too, because they weren't as connected to the Catholic church mm. in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. So like all of these factors play out even in leadership, how things right. are passed down, Absolutely. um, traditions that that still exist to this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, even some of the nuances in um here in America of uh of Germanic-based uh plantations. Mm-hmm. So like like the Carolinas mm-hmm. and things like that that were more open to The idea of like, okay, we're going to also bring a lot of Christianity into this plantation as well, because we believe that we can use Christianity as another pillar of what we need to do so that we can end up with enslaved people with more Mm -hmm. discipline. Mm -hmm. And and I'm speaking from the lens Mm -hmm. of a, of a, of, of an enslaver mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. a- as opposed to others like when you go to New Orleans which is a whole different culture wow. because it was it was a French province so like and, and, and technically part of of uh, you know America that part of America yeah. was like a French colony so it, it was less populated by the French mm-hmm. so some of it was like we're going to um, we're going to like I guess mate with well, mate we're yeah, gonna right, rape right. these women we're gonna rape <laughs> right. these women right. so that we can have descendants right. and the descendants yes. will now be in positions of influence yep. and control which is was way more prevalent and not the style of mm. a lot of how enslavement went here in america not saying right. it may not have happened here or there no. but that was like yeah. a, a common practice right. throughout right. the caribbean mm-hmm. and south america
0: yes it's true. And, and when you would keep talking about the leadership, I mean, yes, if you looked at, you know, the people who have been in leadership in Puerto Rico, for the most part, they're all very light skinned. They're all come from, you know, you know, the pedigree that yes. you talk about. Um, but there was a time in Puerto Rico when the country was majority black and they mm-hmm. purposely brought people in in what they call mejorando la raza. It's like improving the race mm-hmm. by bringing in people from other places that were white, that were would be presenting white. Because I, I don't really call all people white because obviously that's a term that they came up with. Mm-hmm. And they lumped all the people together in that term. But, you know, we know they're not all like Caucasian, but they all present with that white skin. they wanted you, even family members, they wanted you like family members would tell you, don't marry the darker one. Marry the lighter one. You know what I'm saying? It's like this this whole mindset of you know I want you to be a have a better life and have better opportunities and your children to have better opportunities.
1: Mm-hmm. I never
0: bought into that because I married an East Side, Detroiter. So
1: that's know? completely the opposite. <laughs> but I mean, in these lessons, a lot of things function, and even as you speak to race mm-hmm. and whiteness itself, because mm-hmm. it's the amoeba that many, mm-hmm. e- even like you know. Uh, Skin black, and you know, yeah. my, my sister's yeah. play passing, yes. like about Absolutely. my great grandmother yes. and her brother that passed for white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so my great-grandmother did not choose to pass for white, mm-hmm. but her brother did, yes, you know. Yes. So she wrote a play about it passing. Yes, saying, I saw it. Um, I went to see Myla it Myra Reynolds yeah. mm-hmm. uh, delivered a hell of a yes, role in it. Yes, uh, But, you know, this was one of those things to assimilate. Hint, yes. A lot of even European cultures, when we think of Italian, mm-hmm, Polish, mm-hmm. Irish, um, you know, Scottish, like, lose, as you say, yeah. like, let's lose our ethnicity. Right. Jewish. To assimilate to whiteness mm-hmm. for the safety of yes. us, yep. Uh, and, and I think it happens even in Arab culture and now Arab- a lot of even. Indian culture, yep. Asian culture. Like, let's assimilate more to whiteness yes. as we get into America, yes, and yep. and leave our culture behind, mm-hmm. which further. Draws that gap With blackness Because You know As as being black You don't have the option Of assimilate (laughs) You know what I'm saying Like You can't
0: can't choose Like I tell people All the time Because you know When they would say Oh you're not black I'm like If you put me in a lineup Mm. Believe me They're not going to say Oh that's She's Puerto Rican Okay They're going to say She's black Right So that's why I always say You know Puerto Rican And a lot of people Get this incorrect And and, you know There's going to always be Debates and You know Conversation But to be Puerto Rican is not a race. Mm-hmm. We're not a race, okay? So we're a nationality. So you're born there, you get a birth certificate that says you're you know, Puerto Rican born. That's a Puerto Rican. We're a mixture of different races and ethnicities and backgrounds. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but they always try to make it seem like Puerto Rican is actually a race of people. And it's not
1: Yeah. And, and in America, like as even race being defined, hence the importance of mm-hmm. race is deals directly with enslavement. Mm-hmm. and And then that carried on into like jim crow laws yes. and a lot of the other disparaging uh, yep. atrocities that just went along with hey mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like none of them you know
0: and that's one of the reasons like you know people have you know when you i think you were mentioning earlier you know how the dominicans we some some of them i'm mm-hmm. gonna say oh you know will not identify themselves as black even though mm-hmm. you look at them and like yeah you, you gotta be black but uh, you know, I learned in in my own family because I have people that do that too, that look like me, mm-hmm. and uh, the reason is is that in in like, and I, I hate the term Latino, but mm-hmm. I use it because that's what people are using. But in Latino culture, you know, black when you say someone is black, they equate that with African American, mm-hmm. and for people from my family that are puerto rican they are not african-american so they say i'm not black so a lot of people feel like oh you're denying your blackness but for them they're just saying i'm not african-american
1: it's like it's like a group of detroit right. different watchers that's just through a water bottle i'm sure
0: their, and that's the, the thing computer but
1: screen, like, boom. But
0: if you ask people usually if you ask people do you have african ancestry they'll say yes mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying like the, but they equate the word black with equaling african-american and they're like i'm not african-american so i'm mm. not black and i'm mm. like wow so i have to i mean i we have this debate with my family members sometimes too yeah. because even in puerto rico there was a census i believe it's 2010 census yeah. majority of people protect white right, yeah and i was like
1: what but i mean it's the it's the same <laughs> and conditioning
0: people in my family
1: yeah i was gonna say it's the conditioning because when we think of the message of what blackness is yes. it's like oh hell no i'm not I don't gonna wanna associate <laughs> with that like so it's like yep. if i have the option yes i'm picking white that's so really. it's it's yeah. i think it's along that lens yeah. and and in people that know no yeah but yeah. uh But it still is one of those cultural things. But it also gives more of a platform of your understanding and engagement on so many levels. When I think of the work you do in activism and understanding, understanding so much of like how um, how like outside influence, inceptions, Mm -hmm. ideas, Mm -hmm. systems basically can start influencing the actions and behaviors of people that don't even realize like okay you're now impacted from something that happened back in like you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: 1500 something yes that's impacting how you define mm-hmm. who you are right now and how you think exactly yes. and how and you, how you make decisions yeah. what mm-hmm. decisions you think you're supposed to make yes. you're feeling like oh that's a little too
0: mm-hmm. whatever my culture mm-hmm. is
1: so let me not do that today mm-hmm. let me uh let me wear this let me wear some dockers and this uh <laughs> in his polo shirt you know what I'm saying Mm because God forbid I walk in here with something that is representative of my culture because I don't feel my culture will be accepted exactly
0: and I always that's, that's a battle because I feel like I you know i tell people all the time and and it's a journey i mean i'm still on the journey of accepting who you are like a hundred percent and not apologizing for it Mm -hmm. you know not trying to hide it either like people you know would just you know would just say well you know you don't have to be so out there sometimes you know but but equals you know i don't know if you've been to a parade or or any festivities, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. we go overboard, you know, with the dancing, the singing, the, you know, just the celebration of our culture. We can go like overboard. My Mm -hmm. husband, when he went to visit Puerto Rico, he was like, I have never been anywhere where so many people have on a shirt Mm -hmm. Mm say, Puerto Rico. Like Mm -hmm. like, we just do that. But it, it also goes, harkens back to a time when we couldn't like we were like my my family members before I was born. They they lived in a time when they could not celebrate who they were. They couldn't even hang the flag up. You know mm-hmm. the flag was banned. They couldn't sing certain songs because they were banned. So mm-hmm. you know so I think it went like reverse. Like when they when they said okay you got you can do that, they just went took it to a, to yeah. the nth degree. Now you go anywhere you see the flags hanging even in. In neighborhoods that you wouldn't expect it, I have a flag, you know, Mm -hmm. on my my little fence. But you see, like, like almost like a a determination of state. I'm here. Like you're gonna see that I'm here and I'm Puerto Rican and I'm not gonna apologize and I'm not gonna hide that fact. And I like that because I love going places, even seeing the little car thing that hangs off the mirror and, Mm -hmm. you know, bumper stickers when I'm riding around. I'm like, oh, that's a bodega, that's a Puerto Rican. So it's exciting, you know, to see even in our small community here in Detroit that, you know, people are still very proud of who they are and where they come from.
1: Cool, cool. So with that, in Detroit, you finished Cass. What's your journey after Cass?
0: I went to Michigan State. Okay, you went to State.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I went to Michigan State and um I probably shouldn't have gone to Michigan State, I always Why tell not? this story, because I hate the winter. I hate being in okay. Michigan. And I always thought in my mind when I was in high school I was like, I'm going somewhere warm for mm-hmm. high college. But I ended up Michigan State and I finished there and um in at that point, when I went back to Puerto Rico after the 10 years, I started going back more frequently. I just was mm-hmm. like, I got to keep the connection going with my family, with my, mm-hmm. you know, with my island. So I was going back kind of like yearly then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still took Spanish classes in college. You know, I kept you know, doing that. And so I got better and I always, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm 100% don't, You know, people say, oh, you talk fine, but you know, you know, when you're mm-hmm. not 100%. But I do get by. I can talk, you know, to pretty much anybody now, and I can understand it way better than I did uh-huh. um, initially. So yeah.
1: Okay, so so within these journeys now, um, just in life, where where you're at, you're out of college, yeah. you're traveling back and forth annually, or do you stay planted in in Detroit? What's, i stay in what,
0: Detroit. Yeah, as much Detroit. as you don't like the cold, I so you go from <laughs>
1: you go from Lansing to back to Detroit. Like I don't like the cold, but I'm gonna. I stayed
0: stay in Detroit, here. and it's mainly because I me. Mean, I always laugh because I'm like, if it wasn't for the person I ended up marrying, I probably wouldn't be here right, okay. right now. But you know we. We love, got, boy, I'm love is you, strong. Love is you, like, strong. Why didn't I take you with me? You're love, like, will,
1: what? love will keep you in yes. a snowstorm.
0: Mm. And matter of <laughs> fact, I got into I got into a little uh, uh, accident coming back on doing a blizzard trying to visit him. But from mm. when I went to Michigan State trying to visit him in Detroit, mm. that's how crazy love is because mm. you would drive in a blizzard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, That East Lansing, yeah. that
1: 96 East Lansing oh, yes. journey is a, for, for people that don't know, the, the drive down 96, I always think it's like, you're yes. going to see some deer if it's yes. late enough. Yeah. It's it's, yep. it's it's like certain portions where it's like, boy, you wouldn't want to get your car stuck right. out there. And that's
0: you what um, happened. But anyway, we ended up Stay here, I moved in with him, and then we, you know, a few years, I mean, we had dated for seven years before we got married, and mm. then we got married, and the year that we got married, which was 2000, um, I was a. I had gotten a new job, I was a pharmaceutical sales rep, which mm. I, I am very embarrassed to say because I hated that job, it was a, such a conflict within me, I don't feel mm. like everything needs to be medicated. Long story. I'm not I'm going there, but I ended up leaving that job. But I, I was in pharmaceutical sales. I was in training in Philadelphia for three months, and mm. we were getting married in June.
1: Wow, you go to like where it was nothing but Puerto Ricans. It's it was like, gone. wow. I was love You that. felt like you were <laughs> in Puerto Rico. It's like, what? <laughs> right. What is going yes. on here?
0: So while I was gone, so this though, so three months I was gone, was I gone three months or three weeks? I can't remember. I just know I was gone for a while, and we have been looking for a house. Mm and we were looking you know all over detroit we at the at the time we were living at Larned and shane um kind of downtown, area, yeah, kinda yeah. downtown. Mm. um so i grew up i mean i grew up kind of all over northwest side McDonald square seven Mile south field um and so we were looking boston edison indian village east mm. english village rosedale park you know mm. Regular places that I call regular. University district.
1: Oh, those are uh, okay. for people. She's she's calling them regular. But these are these are what we right. would consider right. the moving on up. Yes. <laughs> look, look,
0: at that time, we thought we was moving on up. You know, we both go would You go know? past Florence in right. the living room.
1: Like, what's going on? Like,
0: <laughs> we was like, we both working. You know, we mm-hmm. both were in pharmaceutical sales. We felt like we could, you know, live yeah. in those communities. And so when I get the phone call... When I'm in training and he tells me, Oh, I found this a house. And I'm like, Oh, weird. You know, I'm excited because I'm like, I knew where we were looking. And he says, Highland Park.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it's like, HP.
0: I look at that phone and I'm like, What did you just say? Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I was shocked because I was like, How did you end up in Highland Park? Like, that wasn't even on our radar. Mm-hmm. Because growing up in the 80s and 90s in Detroit, okay, I ain't hear
1: nothing good about Highland Park. No. Even, though, even though I will almost say this too. In the eight, Highland Park, like, I'm gonna say, like, 85 mm-hmm. to, like, maybe about 93, 94, mm-hmm. Highland Park High School was, like, one of the best high schools had, in America. Look,
0: and I had no idea. That's yeah. what I'm saying. All I yeah. heard was all the negative. I mean, I was.
1: Well, graduated. it's back to Look, it's I was predominantly black.
0: Right. Any place Any where it's predominantly
1: place, black people, you, you never will lie. never hear.
0: You will never lie. You will never
1: hear positive media. Because
0: we have a place in Puerto Rico called Louisa <laughs> mm-hmm. that's majority black. And guess what my family told me almost all my life? Mm-hmm. Don't go there. Don't stop there. <laughs> I'm telling you. And then I found out why. So yes, that's very true. That's why every people, every place,
1: every that's why people, would, it just yeah. never fails.
0: And the media didn't help no. because no. all they were reporting was fires, prostitution, mm. murders, drug activity, mm-hmm. and it was there. I'm not gonna deny it. It was mm-hmm. there, but all oh, the good, I never heard about it until I moved there. Mm-hmm. So we moved there, October 2020. I mean 20, 2000, and we're like, okay, so. I'm like okay i have to try to embrace this new community i'm in so i'm trying to learn everything i can because i had not heard anything so luckily i had people there that have been there you know generations mm-hmm. and so they started to tell me the history of highland park and then i started to just glean little stuff but there are no books Right. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't find a book and like read about it like all those Arcadia publishing books. There was not one for Highland Park, Michigan. OK, there still isn't one mm-hmm. for Highland Park, Michigan. So I had to like just ask people and get information and I started learning. I'm like, why? Why I never knew all this? The history in that town alone is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many firsts happened in that city because of who was there, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it was just a beautiful vibrant community and, and they tell me that there was a time when they didn't have to leave the city limits for anything. I never experienced that. Moving there in two thousand until now, it has gotten gotten worse. Yeah. You know, so I never experienced that. But I always I guess I just kept holding out, you know, hope that one day I will see the city actually come back to just a semblance of what they all remember it being. And so that's why we've saved. It's now you know twenty twenty three,
1: and we're still there. And we, we have, we've had three girls, and they they've all grown up in Highland Park. That's deep. And the housing stock um, in Highland Park it's it's a mix. Of, uh, it's a good housing stock. I, I think like even even the home. I am in, like caring for caring for older homes takes a, a takes a, a different amount of 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 income Mm -hmm. to to work some of the fixes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um keeping things up to par but like the structure especially like of some of those some of the just you know some of the pillars some of the design some of the architecture you just won't find anywhere like to the point where like it's it's homes in island park that Mm -hmm. that have been burnt like four times over but they still are standing Mm -hmm. because they were structurally that sound. Two you know
0: historic districts in Highland Park and even outside of the the recognized national historic districts they are still beautiful homes but the two historic districts those homes were custom made for the Ford executives mm-hmm. and they are all, they're all they' they they're not cookie cutter either you no. know what I'm saying they all look distinct and different but they're all beautiful in the wood I mean just just some of the the details in those homes, like you said, you will not be able to replicate that. Too. Not at
1: all. Not at all. To the point where, like, yes, the right. If you have the investment and, and, and the in and the time and you're interested in it, bringing to life some of those homes, mm-hmm. you know, you can almost put whatever price tag you will want to put on them. Because um, similar, like, so when people talk about, like, you know, the Boston Edison yeah. District, yeah. the Boston Edison District is, like, mimicking what was in yes. the Highland Park, I guess, like, mentioned areas yeah, and stuff Yeah, those are the like two that.
0: historic districts. So mm-hmm. one one is more, like, in the south, southern part. It's, mm-hmm. like, by the municipal building. Mm-hmm. Um, that one h- tends to have, like, a little bit larger homes than the one that's over, like, north, you mm-hmm. know, kind of close to the six mile but like I said, you, it's very difficult to find the, well, things are changing, but the value that you, you were able to get in Highland Park for the house size, the land, and the, just the location, the geographical mm-hmm. location. You almost couldn't, I mean, even though we feel like we overpaid for our home, we realized that they were just undervalued as well. Mm-hmm. yeah and now it's it's starting to change because obviously real estate is changing all across the board um so for those that have been able to buy and fix up homes i mean we've had we had a historic home sale, I believe last year it was three close to three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and that had never happened in highland park so it's 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 coming back, and we have a new government, so we were really hopeful now that things are finally gonna change.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's been it's another one of those things where we look at back to like predominantly black people, a lot of black leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been some it's been some challenges uh, just due to like definitely it's been some some actions taken by certain people in leadership positions. Mm -hmm. But I like to not point fingers so much at leadership as much as I'm pointing fingers at the lack of resources that leadership has available to it. Like, so like, and, and we can and we can have this discussion. You no, know, no. I'll I say we're going to go there. No, we're not so, going there
0: because then I might get, um, censored, or might get censored or attacked or against a exactly. violation sent to my okay, way. Okay, well then, no. we don't
1: want, but <laughs> no. we don't want that. But, no, but like, I understand when, when I say like, um, so definitely, yes, when you are given, it, it's back to like, if you're, you know, we look at the conflict going on in the Ukraine that America obviously is subsidizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The it's mm-hmm. a it's a blank check mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to basically, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, right. to lose yeah. a conflict yeah. that is a losing exactly. conflict yeah. and consistently yeah. billions yes. of dollars where they want are that being same. turned over yes. for. You know, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. It's like, okay, it's money so that we understand what's happening in the Ukraine connected to this conflict. Uh, Reference my Russ Berlin interview. We'll be giving some more updates soon on that, but less on that. But let's just say, all right, with this, hey, all right, it is there has been support from NATO and the United States, but the United States is even furthermore backing NATO countries that are accepting. Ukrainian mm-hmm. immigrants mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into their country, and mm-hmm. even the Ukrainian immigrants accepted into America mm-hmm. are immediately. Uh, some have access to SSI, mm-hmm. so it's money it to support. it's yeah. money to to basically get Social Security. Mm-hmm. So for people that know Social Security insurance from America mm-hmm. is being expended on Ukrainian immigrants for a conflict mm-hmm. that America's saying because. Russia is an aggression, an aggressor in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Also, America spent money on sending weapons to the ukraine Americans spent money just directly giving aid to the ukraine so that they can give programs and have infra- have uh health and and, and energy mm-hmm. and, and access to resources for the ukrainians that nice. still stay in the ukraine nice. so it's money for the war yep. it's money for the immigrations the immigrants that are here in other places of the world and it's money for the people that chose to stay yep All basically the pockets being billions and billions and billions and billions of of dollars. Whereas we look at something like uh, Flint, for instance, which basically Flint was like that cost too much money to repair. We'll see what we can do as far as people winning the lawsuit. Even if you win the lawsuit, as far as getting a settlement, we don't know what could happen. And a lot of the leadership that has been in the position uh, we've definitely seen our ex-governor that I do see as a criminal yes. that is a conspirer mm. uh, a- in conspiracy, and I would say that has poisoned and led to the the defects, and I would say murder of children and people. Mm. Our, our former governor Snyder, he's no 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 cases Nothing. pending. Yeah. All the black leadership that has took, taken positions in Flint are like under all types of investigations Mm -hmm. under they've done inept inept leadership Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. so i'm just giving an example of the difference between it and i'm not necessarily saying that the people in flint are functioning at at the highest level or whatever i'm just saying just from being here my whole life when black leadership steps into any position Mm -hmm. you're probably being your your whatever budget you had at best is probably being cut yeah by one third, that's, usually yeah. one half, and also the watchful eye mm-hmm. of our mm-hmm. authorities mm-hmm. are watching everyone connected Absolutely. to you. And if you even uh, <laughs> if you accept a penny or give I a know, penny, right. they're looking at tracking that transaction yeah. back yeah. they're looking at your past transactions mm-hmm. the people you're associated with your family you your friends a,
0: you definitely have a magnifying microscope on you
1: and that's all i'm saying and it
0: happened during the young administration i mean come on now. very many, much so how many, many times was
1: he i mean, investigated and m- followed and the fbi yeah. extended yes. more money mm-hmm. investigating coleman young <laughs> than it extended uh it, then it extended even giving money, U.S. federal dollars to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Coleman Young, yes. a, as when I, when I interviewed Charlie Beckham, you uh. know, and I'm going to just take it for face value and it makes sense. Coleman Young had the largest FBI file yes. of any yeah. of any person in <laughs> America.
0: Now, that's insane.
1: So that means that they're extending, and and Mm -hmm. if anybody knows FBI agents, an FBI agent usually is paid even on the low end, let's say quantifiable, let's say like maybe 120, 150,000. And then we get into like these sergeants, maybe 200,000. Then they have expense accounts and Mm -hmm. stuff where you're following Mm -hmm. Charlie Mm Becker, Gloria Ponders, Mm -hmm. probably like your your, your grandma, uh, anybody that had a phone conversation with them, people that want to come in. So, like, you're extending the resources of millions of dollars. to basically uh determine what was going on mayor kilpatrick another example millions of dollars were spent on pursuing mayor kilpatrick Mm -hmm. where you could have easily just said all right let's maybe have like five people on this municipal task force and until we find things and this is my problem with the fbi Mm -hmm. because they establish a target and Mm -hmm. then they just keep drilling down so hence you're guilty before
0: before you're... Yes. Before anything. It's yeah. like, Before find something on this done, person. Right, and we're no just going to
1: keep giving yeah. you resources to find right. something on this person instead of giving resources right. to a city that you know don't yes. it. and And with Highland and Park, one of the, so true. the toughest things, the water department, the lighting department. The water the, and the, lights. The, oh. the, the police department, the mm-hmm. fire department, it was so many things. Uh, the, the school system, yes. like, it's so many things over time yeah. that just continue to be stripped yes. into the point where emergency management made, quote unquote, yes. sense, which it made no, no sense, sense, but yes. it starts becoming the logical option.
0: And Hyman Park has yes has the record for being the only city in Michigan that was under emergency financial management for the longest time, yeah almost nine years and yeah, and this and is, we never yeah. we, we never bounced back, you know, so you would think you brought in the emergency financial manager supposed to help the community that you put them in and they strip all your power, but it we didn't we didn't get any help no, it got worse
1: it, because <laughs> so, and all of these examples are just you know, like I'm very keen, like when people talk about it, it's like, boy, Cario, you you can't say nothing bad about black people around Car. It's not that. It's just yeah. that I wanna look at the full scope, especially right. in the lens of right. this nation right. and what this nation has done to black exactly. people and still currently does internationally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I know the resources available, yes, but the resources but aren't getting not. to us for a reason. They won't send that's by design.
0: And that's what we're hoping to change. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. They were for many years, more about 15 years. I would often hear outside of our community that they would not give Highland Park the resources they needed because they mismanaged them in
1: the past. Mm-hmm.
0: It's probably true. I mean, I'm just
1: saying. But then I, then we get into, and this is where, like I said, we, mm-hmm, we have this discussion. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would say whatever mismanagement from a Highland Park administration, then we turn around and we look at, like I said, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. look at, we look at this whole nation mm-hmm, to begin mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm, we look mm-hmm. at look at other solutions mm-hmm. of what happens politically right. throughout the nat- right. throughout the United States of America right, right? so it, so it's like if this is mismanagement and why is that being like you know yes. we have to really say like yeah. how how bad is what's yeah. the barometer yeah. of mismanagement and where really, you need to step in and take control
0: the thing is is that then then do something different you know, give us the resources but maybe have some kind of oversight with them. If you think that they're going to steal it or figure out a way to skim off the top, whatever they were thinking. But to deny us the resources completely, to, to have us living in a community com- almost completely in the dark. They took over what, it was 1,400 streetlights out yeah. of Harlem Park. You know like crazy like the way that we've been living and i tell people that all the time it's not normal no we have not been under normal circumstances for i gonna say 15 to 18 years mm. and it's not fair because that has made that has had such a bad impact on not just us like that that just moved there but people who have been there for so long the elders and the children who are growing up there I mean, I remember even my daughters who were just born there, we would go literally maybe a few miles outside of the city. And they would think that we were in another state Mm -hmm. just because of how clean it was, how they had parks, you know, they could go to a store, they could go to a restaurant and sit down. I mean, we're talking basic stuff, you know, not we're not talking we are trying to be West Bloomfield, Birmingham. We just Mm -hmm. want to be a a city, a regular city. We haven't had a downtown the whole time I've lived there. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't had a decent park the whole time I've lived there. And that, those are just some basic things. People can't just walk around because it's, you know, it's not safe. You know, they have loose dogs everywhere. A lot of uh, buildings and houses that are just falling apart. I mean, you you drive around there because you're Mm -hmm. nearby. Mm -hmm. Anyone who drives in our city will be like, what? has happened here because it's it, especially when you come from like Ferndale or even downtown midtown now you come through and you hit our our city limits and you're like what is happening and a lot of people don't even know that they're in Highland Park because you know we didn't really have like a welcome to Highland Park sign or anything so they wouldn't know so they'd be like what's going on with this neighborhood in Detroit that's what they mm. would think you know but you know not knowing that it's his own city and it's its own government and all that but it's it's really like not fair for those of us who live there to have to live under these circumstances for so long. I mean, our library's been closed for mm-hmm. 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it just just stuff like that. We we don't we barely have a, a school. We don't have well, we have a high school as a charter, but we barely have any schools left. And they used to have, as you said, the top schools in the country used to be in Highland Park. Mm-hmm. They had one of the best community colleges in the country. Definitely. You know, so it's just when you think about where they came from and how where we are now, you're like, okay, so what's going to fix it? And so that's that's where we are right now. Like, how do we fix it? Hopefully with new government, with new people, with fresh ideas and the community kind of like changing its mind, like to to become more engaged and more active. Hopefully we'll be able to start seeing some changes and feeling some change. And it starts with, you know, bringing more people to our to our city and more
1: businesses. And then also making sure that the politicians are empowered because people do make. I mean, we're, Mm -hmm. you know, humans, you know, humans, we 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 make mistakes. Uh, We do. We do things that we shouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? We, (laughs) you know, as they say, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, as they say. But with it. You know, you do need to uh, capacity. That's mm-hmm. a term that I've been yes. that comes to mind. Yeah. It's definitely an economic term, but capacity comes at play yeah. because uh, unless, and especially when I think of the Black experience in America, capacity is big. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and when you have it, it, breaks the spirit, it breaks the hopes, mm-hmm. it, it impacts on mm-hmm. so many levels where people just feel, you know, they're they're low. Yes. To a level of apathy, yes, where they just don't expect anything, anything
0: literally at don't. all, at which all. Yes. by
1: design, this is a you know, I, I don't when I say this, <laughs> it some of it is by design, but I don't necessarily think it's like a Wizard of Oz, right. you know, Richard Pryor isn't behind a, right, uh, right. a big screen right. and making it happen. But, um, people do recognize that if you have a, a, a Uh, less enthusiastic, less engaged, Mm -hmm. apathetic populace. Mm -hmm. it allows freedom to kind of do what you want to do and never be be challenged about keeping things to a standard because there are no standards at all.
0: Right. And the problem was, I mean, I could speak to this because I was one of the people that would speak up, you know, when I could. And there are several of us. But we would get targeted. We would get, Mm -hmm. and you know, retaliation was like their M.O. As soon as you said something, you get retaliated against. Either they give you an ordinance violation or they spread a rumor about you. And, you know, we are a small town, 2.9 square miles. So, you know, it, it starts to go like around and to the point where even when you were trying to do good things, it would get turned negatively because of who you were and what you were saying about them. Mm-hmm. And so we, that has to change. That whole mentality has to change in our community of hearing something and believing it right away without even finding out, is that true? You know, is that actually what that person is doing or saying or, you know, anything like that? Cause I, I was attacked several times just for speaking the truth. For wanting to do, and I'm not trying to be funny, all I wanted to do was put a sign up on the park. And you would have, I got, I mean, the the things that were said about me just because I wanted to honor a 12-year-old girl who got shot in Holland Park delivering newspapers in 1974. And there was no sign on the park that was named after her. And they would they would say things like, I'm gonna bring liability to the city because I talked about what happened. It was a public case. It was it got national attention. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, there were people in Highland Park that didn't know about it. Hell, I didn't know about it. But that didn't mean that it shouldn't be, you know, discussed, that we shouldn't put up a sign. And it was just a banner, you know, like mm-hmm. one of those plastic banners that people use for political campaigns. I just wanted to acknowledge it was like i think her third the 35th year anniversary of her death so when i learned the story i said we got to put up a sign and the attorney actually at the time the former city attorney said i was bringing liability to the city mm-hmm. and they they said i was doing some other things that I'll mention. but you know like they just tried to disparage my name basically
1: and, and, and i've been um having this discussion more often on and off air, but we have to, I would, even myself included, we have to be willing to accept, not necessarily for you, but like critique and oh, be yeah. challenged. Mm-hmm. Like being challenged does not necessarily mean that a person is an adversary mm-hmm. or, um, or it's negative. Mm-hmm. Like being challenged could lead to right. better understandings. Like and I, love, I actually know.
0: love challenges. I'm I'm mm-hmm. a debater. I love to like. To talk about things because I think that's how you come to an understanding even yeah. if we don't agree yeah. you know you come to an understanding but what they were doing was like more like purposeful like more like oh we mm-hmm. don't want you to be light or anything well
1: well, when it becomes a personal, a personal attack yes. that's different than yeah. whatever exactly. we're talking about yes. and furthermore and this is where you know like I say I've been having this discussion mm-hmm. a whole lot more uh, myself and Yusef and the state yes. of Black Detroit mm-hmm. talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit but but, um we have to welcome a challenge mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. that a, a, as what it is yes. we can't i don't think we need to welcome all challenges as it's a personal attack yeah. and especially if we're in positions of influence or leadership right. as i've been saying to people not only in a leadership position will i be challenged i, I want to be challenged yes. because if i'm really in a leadership position yes. I need other people to challenge me, yes. so I can respond and, and 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 honor the leadership position outside right. of just what's right here. True, true. This is how. That's how I I can I can have collective. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, we can have collective victories where it's like, oh yeah, because yeah, I was wrong. I was gonna do it yes. like yes. this. But then they said, all right, well, if we're going to do something over here in Mm -hmm. this neighborhood Mm -hmm. because of everything, because, you know, we still, you know, we have a lot of other pending cases. What we're thinking is maybe we can do uh, honoring many citizens that passed away Mm -hmm. at a young age Mm -hmm. like this. And then you're Mm like, Okay, I understand, Mr. City Attorney, as opposed to it becoming like a tit for tat and a back and forth Mm -hmm. because that personal attack takes on a different tonality it it where now you're not even both parties kind of don't even want to even hear right. out what the other is saying mm-hmm. even if the other has something valuable to say right. right it hits it is imperative of any of you all i'm speaking to myself too <laughs> if you're in a leadership position expect to be challenged oh yeah welcome challenges I don't mind challenge and if you don't yeah. want to be challenged don't right. be in a leadership yeah. position yeah. sit in the background yeah. and be the person challenging yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's yeah. it's it 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 should come with, with the, the duty the, with, the, with the, what you doing of the job Absolutely. it shouldn't be one right. of those things where it's like oh well you know this person says Gretchen Whitmer should do more for <laughs> for Detroit and Highland Park you obviously don't support democrat no i'm saying <laughs> I'm going to say that no matter what. yeah, Because there's more to be done. I'm yes. not supposed to say that. Right. I'm supposed to be in a room right. with the governor and shake hands and See, take a I'm, selfie and, and and leave it at that. I'm no, gonna if I'm a in way. a room with the right. mayor, the governor, yes. the city council person, I'm going I'm I'm, to have yes. to add something. And Because you know, it's not just
0: a photo op, right? No. I mean, I feel the same way. I'm, I get in trouble for that, too, because I'm like, oh, no, this is the opportunity to say something. Because you, they right there. You may not get this chance again, so this yeah. is the time that you challenge. That you, like you said, challenge them and you say, "Well, what are you doing?" And I do it in spaces, you know, mm-hmm. all the time in meetings or whatever. I always bring up Highland Park. I, yes, I was mm-hmm. born. Yeah, you know, I was raised in Detroit. I was born in Puerto Rico, but Highland Park is my home now. So yeah. I have to bring it into the space. So people always be like, "Why are you always talking about Highland Park?" That's because we we need y'all to think about Highland Park when you are granting all these. You know, they Mm -hmm. have a lot of resources that are available in Detroit, right? Almost always they exclude Highland Park and Hamtramck. I'm like, we're inside of the city of Detroit. We're not islands amongst ourselves. So we should be included when you're doing all these grants and stuff. Include us. It doesn't take nothing but just to add our name to whatever Mm -hmm. the application is. So a lot of Places now are starting to do that. But I've, seen, because, I've seen it. Right? Because
1: people... The advocacy like why you have is speak speaking up. up. Yeah. And, and, and let me say this also. Do it respectfully. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Don't don't walk up and smack... Uh, right. Don't no. smack the vice president right. in the exactly. face. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Don't be like, hey, yeah. Garland. Yeah. Hey, listen yeah. to me. Like, don't yeah. do that. Right. But it's a respectful way exactly. of doing it where I believe in my mind mm-hmm. um, as more people do that, it only helps. It yes, only helps the everybody. whole process, because the whole we're system. All
0: here together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know any Highland Parker who just stays in Highland Park.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: most of us always go to Detroit for something. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of Detroiters who pass through Highland Park or even have family there, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like, it's not like, you know... Some of my all closest friends are <laughs> from
1: Highland Park. <That's laughs> right. <right.
0: So> <laughs> like, really, it's like we're all in this together and what yeah, affects yeah. us affects y'all. You know what I'm saying? So we do mm-hmm. have to work together. And that's one of the things that I'm hoping... That the new government changes the relationships that they have outside of the city. Mm -hmm. They have to improve them. They have to create them. Because if they don't do that, we're going to be the same, you know, just off to ourselves. And I'm like, you have to have those relationships with the county, with the surrounding neighborhoods. We never really had that with the last administration. It was always known we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to be with them. Right. Yeah. Like,
1: but we are with them. <laughs> and, and and with this, I mean, when I think about like um, you know, some of the so like when I think of like old school Highland Park politics, I obviously, you know, think of the Blackwell family, I think of Martha Scott, mm-hmm. um, and so many others, but I, I I think of that form of leadership, even like that Coleman Young mm-hmm. era, Irma mm-hmm. Henderson, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that form of black leadership has um in my opinion from me having conversations mm-hmm. with them because of their understanding of racism and how things function yeah. because of racism their yes. apprehension and trust of all people yeah. seems to be at like the highest mm. of of levels mm. so i and they for an example my um rest in peace uh uh, uncle ed so my uncle ed that would have been 100 last year so like 101 this year Mm -hmm. january 6th that was my guy Mm -hmm. um you know one of the most kind people ever but it would be so weird because he would see me speak about race and challenge it on so many levels and he just you know sometimes smile Mm -hmm. so like if it'd be times where i would be with uncle ed and like like a a, you know white like an old white couple or an old white man and I still challenge them on like okay systemic racism and things like that <laughs> Uncle Ed will just be looking <laughs> and smiling and then they're like oh you you can be nice like him mm. and in reality Uncle Ed had just mm. a, a blanket look you can't trust these white folks further I'm than you can see mm-hmm. and really a lot of these black folks because they're trying to line up with white folks even more so yes. you know he'd be like uh, what was his adage um uh, Love many, trust few. You got to mm-hmm. know how to row your own canoe, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily su- yes. subscribe to that, right. but I do subscribe to the thought process that some of their experiences, mm-hmm. their knowledge, their wisdom have led them in a path where yes. it's like,
0: True,
1: I've been burned so many times, True. and I the trust that. levels yes. are to a point where yes. you know, i out we we met with this governor, that governor, mm-hmm. that governor. Mm-hmm we going to get the schools mm-hmm. we going to get the we going to get the support for for, mm-hmm. for 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 families we are going to get to this we are going to get to that and it always seems to
0: yes.
1: something knocks it out yep. something changes yep. these people don't follow through on nothing yep. so yeah, I, like right. a, a a a level of Lacking that expectation Mm -hmm. But you're still in this leadership position And figuring out how to function While in it I've seen in a lot of older black leadership Mm -hmm. When I think of that era Of people that I think of that time You know And then it's like kind of The other connection Like when I look at like my godmother Like a Joanne Watson Mm -hmm. Or like a You know strong friend of the family Like a Sharon McPhail Which they definitely have strong Mm -hmm. They're not as strong as that other one But they definitely are like who that white person? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, all right. The, and who that black person, yes. too? You know what I'm saying? You
0: right. Know. They, they, I mean, you, it's so funny. Like most of the names that you mentioned, I don't know who mm-hmm. your uncle was, but maybe he knew my grandmother, but all of them were friends of my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were very, I remember very, the clique was tight. I mean, yes. That, that circle.
1: Yeah, in Detroit, and, and a lot of people will say that as like yes. outside Detroiters, this is very, yes. and hence, that's kind of why Detroit is different exists. because, it's a very yes. cultured, layered town, but it's very cliquish. Yes. And getting in that click, you may be on the outside for like 15 <laughs> like? years before they be like, all right, man, come on. Maybe, you can Come to the right, party.
0: Maybe. But right. finally,
1: you'd be like, damn, this right. is like, wow, I didn't even know this was going on yes. in here. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, who your people? Yes. Where are they from? That,
0: that's how we used you know, to what, be. Right? Who,
1: how, who they connected to. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in, you know, like a Coleman era, like... They could track families based on yeah, like you know yeah. not like 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 it's the mafia. Like, right, right. They would track your family based on where you were at in Black yes. Bottom, and then track that back to like where you came from wow. Mississippi, where you came from Alabama. Yes. You know, like like prison rules almost. Right, like, oh, right. you from you from Carolina? <laughs> I know some of them people with them. Jackson's over from <laughs> Carolina, so right. I'm calling the Jackson's as yes, soon as so I'm done check talking on, to you yeah, to check and who be who like, you hey, like, you. You know Leroy and them. Oh yeah, we know Leroy and them. He good people, right? Yeah, he good people. And it's know. so
0: funny because you say that now, but I must see my. I didn't have that same trajectory of the South coming up here. And my grandmother was mm. she was born in Ohio and then she moved to New York and then came here. But yeah. I do that to this day Like if I meet somebody I find out okay who know them And then I check up on like who are they And you know what is mm-hmm. your take on them And I do all the research I can on them But yeah I do that to this day without even thinking about it
1: <laughs> Oh and I mean it, it's it's I mean a lot of people do But here it almost would be almost like a I don't even really know you yeah until i can vet you
0: absolutely
1: so, because absolutely. it's just because this was survival yes. techniques because it was you know when we look at a yep. lot of you know uh, the way back to slavery mm-hmm. the way things were drawn up it just makes mm-hmm. it seem like black people were enslaved and just taking it right it was so many rebellions but most of the rebellions were were um you know had most of the rebellions, the halts of many of the rebellions were a lot of people that were enslaved yes. yeah. that aligned themselves yeah. with yeah. the enslavers yep. against our people. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, just yeah. due to yeah. that, back exactly. to their consciousness yeah. and their conditioning at yeah. the time is like, hey, I got to, you know, right. I got to worry about me and survival, my Survival,
0: right. It's you survival. Know? It's a, you know, you live, live and die, you know, yeah. and you do, you do have to be, care- I mean, to this day, you still have to be careful, right? We mm-hmm. still have to be careful who we let in to our lives, you yeah. know, because you don't know, yeah. like, where their angle, what's, what's their, you know, what's their agenda, so mm-hmm. you do, you still kind of do that vetting process even to this day, you
1: know. So this is this is cool because people are gonna get a whole lot more from you. It's gonna be something connecting where Angela and Detroit is different. It's gonna connect. It, it people gonna see that soon. Yes. But as we close out, a whole family there for lifetime marriage, um, three children. Mm-hmm. Uh, What was the experience like throughout? I know you mentioned your daughters, but just in the household itself. What was it like growing, uh, you know, raising a family there in Highland Park, you know, through all of the, the, you know, some of the The city headaches you would get. But overstanding that, right?
0: what was the experience like? You know, it's it's, it's bittersweet because... Mm. um, we could have moved anywhere we wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, But we kind of purposely stayed in the city. I kind of wish to this day that we would have stayed if since we were going to stay here, we would have stayed in Detroit. I just think we would have been a little bit more. I don't know how to call it, but I still get that. Oh, you're not a real Highland Parker. Hmm. 2020. This was 19 years. I had been there and I was Mm -hmm. told I was not a real Highland Parker. And I was like, wow, So when am I a real Highland parker? Like how, how much time does it take? And so, you know, I just wonder, like, you know, I feel like I still feel like an outsider in my, in the city I live in, in the Mm -hmm. city that we've, we we do a lot of things in now, you know, we're doing, um, you know, projects in Highland park. We're starting a development project of our own. And so I feel like, you know, at what point will I be accepted in this community and and, and also, my daughters have also asked, why do we live in Highland Park? Because they have seen, I mean, they, they have friends, so they know mm-hmm. that their friends get to do so many other things that they never got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of feel like a little bit of like a tinge of like, dang, did I, did I mess up by staying here with mm-hmm. them? but we keep telling them just like people would tell us hold on it's going to get better you know mm. eventually you're going to be like people are going to be like oh my god you live in Highland park you know like we feel like that's going to come mm. so you know we're hopeful that you know that they'll see the day when it makes sense why we stayed and that we'll feel like we stayed for a reason you yeah. know and not just
1: because you know we couldn't leave <laughs> i mean and this is one of the things that i think do create the opportunities in these spaces. Mm-hmm. It does mm-hmm. it does take a lot of discipline, self-determination commitment yeah. and patience. Yes. But like I look at everything Mama Shue's doing in the oh, village. Gosh, that's um yes. I look at, you know, so much of where the strides that Shamika and solidarity yes. have taken yeah. um it is certain things in Highland Park that I feel like provide right. a freedom because it's not so much I guess "quote unquote" on that map of yes. where society looks at you know things because right. you know just just gardening yes. uh, spaces being yeah. able to connect with people um, it, it does become a challenge. So yeah. I can only imagine what you know in that growth process and, and that appreciation. I don't know the ages of your daughters, but yeah. as you grow, it takes a while to like kind of see those opportunities because it's always opportunity. You just right. have to leverage what's the best yeah. opportunity. From your position on the field. True, true.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. my daughters are now 20, 16, and
1: fourteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, so yeah, yeah, they 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 are at a level <laughs> right. where, well, really, right now, I don't even know if outside even matters to kids anyway. It's like the not phone as, is not as
0: much as when we were younger. Yeah, yeah the phone. But is But they like, still yeah. notice it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's very. They are aware. I mean, did they see all the burnt out buildings and houses? Mm-hmm. And you know, they know that can't. You know, we we don't feel comfortable. You know, bike riding. You know, we used to bike ride all over the city of Detroit. Like we mm. could, we didn't have no cell phones or anything. We had mm. pagers even when we were doing that. We would go from the northwest side all the way to Belle Isle and back. You know what I'm saying? I'll be gone all day long. I mean, and, think about that.
1: And that's what's so unique. My bike <laughs> route from my house actually goes straight through Highland Park. Always, always. I always See? ride through. Yeah. I either go through Hamilton yes. or uh ride down Glendale and then get up to Second and then shoot down sec- like. Both my bike routes, right. whether I go downtown yes. or whether I go further, like to like, um, you know, Ferndale or Royal mm-hmm. Oak, I always go yeah. through Highland Park. Yep. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a riding through Highland yes. Park kind of guy. <laughs> That's you right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So we are hopeful, you know. Yeah. Um, we are part of the gardening movement as you as you know mm-hmm. and um and, you know we're I'm part of solidarity as well and mm-hmm. mama she was one of my good friends actually she was one of the first people that we met when we moved to Highland Park cuz she lived on Rhode Island on the street mm-hmm. we live on so she she's been our friend ever since That's and cool. so I'm really proud of everything that she's done there.
1: That's cool. All right so with that being said we're going to get we're getting closer to the end but I do want you to give as you've seen certain things with new leadership there, mm-hmm. what do you expect to see? I know you said you're hopeful, but w- why mm-hmm. are you excited about this new leadership? Because you've seen yeah. leadership change over before. Yeah. Four.
0: Well, this this time is it wasn't by um it's, it wasn't by design or didn't have anything to do with it, but to the two people who are Um, leading the city for the administration and council, the mayor's office and council president are both very, very close friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And um, I said this while they were campaigning, if I wanted to trust somebody, it would be them. Mm -hmm. You know, to do the right thing always, no matter what, Mm -hmm. um, and to do the very best that they can do to turn our city around. And so I feel that's why I feel hopeful because I'm like, if if anybody was leading us, them two are going to do the very best because that's who they are as people. And they already were good people, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think them being in those roles and those positions has already, and look, we ain't even been a month in Mm -hmm. and already the energy of the city has changed. And, and and I'm telling you, and I'm just, I mean, they're my friends, but I told both of them when they were campaigning and when we found out that they were both elected, I'm going to be their biggest critic because that's who I am. I Back said, to the challenger. I said, you have to do this good. You have to do a good job. You have to do the best job because we have a lot to dig out from under. And if you all don't do it, you know I'm going to be the one, like one of my friends I don't know if you heard about Lauren, but Lauren he got um, he got two signs and he was by himself walking up and down Davison and Woodward protesting. Of, this was like last fall before the the new administration took over, and because he had had it, he was like, "This is this is crazy how we're living. It's crazy." He was a lone protester at Davidson and Woodward in the front of the municipal building. And the news ended up interviewing him. Yeah, I but remember. I, right? You saw that? So I said... Wait, I saw him. Okay. I didn't see the news. Okay, yeah. I'm
1: like. I like, I'm driving down. And I'm like, wow, that's so a committed guy.
0: I was like that would be me i don't mm-hmm. care if y'all my friends i love y'all but if y'all don't do right that's going to be me out front of the municipal building and up and down woodward with my sign because it's time it's time for us to do better it's time for us to feel better about our city so that not just for us but for our children and seven generations to come i don't want another highland park like what we've been living mm. you know what i'm saying like that that just has not been fair we need a better
1: Highland Park. And that's why I'm hopeful. Okay. All right. So now I'm going to hit you with some different okay. classic Detroit is different questions because technically I always have like my Detroit questions, but yeah. I'm going to throw some different stuff at you because um, we talk at Highland Park. Mm-hmm. So with it, um, Highland Park has like a lot of like different, you know, things that tie back to history. Mm hmm. The library being one of the coolest yeah. ones. Yeah. tell a little, let's tell a story about the. Uh, we'll close on the Highland Park Library because it's very specific. When we talk about architecture, mm-hmm. it was a specific gift given to the city right. and everything. But yeah. talk a little bit about the library and one of the things that I would love to see open again oh my in my goodness. lifetime.
0: When I tell you there are certain topics that always get a lot of attention, the mm. the McGregor Library is top always. That place, and I mind you, I only experienced it for one year before it closed. Mm. But when I tell you everyone in Highland Park remembers that library because of everything that they did there, I mean, you would think that they were, it was a school. It mm. might as well have been in school. That's how important it is to people. Um, but the architecture, like you said, and and just uh, they had a little theater inside, and there's a mu- there was a museum in the basement. Um, just the way that it was designed and all of the bookshelves and wood I mean the doors i mean the they're ornate, they're covered up right now, but probably because they don't want people you know to steal them, but you know just the the way that it was made, just like the homes, you cannot find that anywhere else now, like no one would be able to build something like that now. The library has to reopen. It has to maintain a library because that's what the Mm. deed restrictions have in it. But it has been an unutilized space in our community for over 20 years now. And it's time for it to open so that it can be used. Even if it's like a library and something else, that's fine. Because obviously we know that libraries take money to run. You know, Mm. we have to do something to be able to sustain it. It's going to take a lot of money to fix it. Because it's been vacant and, you know, there's mold, asbestos, you know, lead. Unfortunately, this water infiltration now. They just talked about that recently at a meeting. And so there, it's going to take a lot of money to fix it. But I truly believe that there is enough people now that are going to do everything they can to try to bring the resources necessary to bring that library back.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so
0: Thank much. Gracias. <laughs> Detroit Is Different is where you get information, artistry, history, music, and even comedy. Detroit Is Different, a home for the culture of Detroit. Visit online at DetroitIsDifferent.com today.